Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two man car. My name is Jess Romero, Paul Clay. Huge topic. We're going to be talking about artificial intelligence. We're giving, giving you our commentary. We'll be looking at the Word of God. Uh, the church's teachings. <clears throat> but before we get on to today's topic on um, artificial intelligence, <clears throat> there's some more news on Bishop O'Connell. Bishop O'Connell is the Catholic bishop from the San Gabriel region of the Archdiocese of Los Angeles who was murdered a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> and uh, the suspect has been arrested. He's apparently some meth head. Uh, from South Central Los Angeles, he's already uh, he's already admitted to the crime, <clears throat> but that's not so much what I want to talk about. Is this guy who's probably going to end up ple- pleading out to a time in a mental institution over the weekend? Over in uh, in in fact the San Gabriel region, where Bishop O'Connell was the bishop. Right now they don't have a bishop. We were there having a spiritual warfare conference in the city of Pomona at St. Joseph's Catholic Church. There was a Saturday and Sunday. um, On a Friday, people were registering, but it was Saturday and Sunday. What's interesting is that in Bishop O'Connell's residence, where he was murdered, the industry sheriff's station or industry sheriff's department, uh, they reported that the tabernacle in his house, the tabernacle, we don't know if the blessed sacrament was inside, but the golden tabernacle in Bishop O'Connell's house was burglarized, was stolen between Friday 324 and Sunday 326. Industry, sheriff station are investigating the burglary. All I can say is evil doesn't rest. Not only did some, not only was our bishop murdered, Bishop O'Connell, but now just to add insult to injury, uh, whoever's part of this uh, ring of killing him, if it's beyond uh, the, the, the guy that's been arrested, now they went back to steal the tabernacle. I uh, just want to share the fact that we as Catholics, uh, we have to remember, this is why we put on the full armor of God, because evil doesn't go to sleep. Paul? Mm. Yeah. Uh it never, it never ends, Jess. Um, Paul, you know Pomona uh, pretty well, weren't you? Didn't you work out there in the courthouse for a while as a, a sergeant or lieutenant? Yeah, I was a lieutenant over Pomona Court, but um, yeah, that doesn't mean I know Pomona pretty well. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you just went over there, pretty, and, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much limited to the building, but um, yeah, it's just uh, uh, once again, I just you highlighted it correctly. Um, evil never sleeps and um, uh, they will stop at nothing to desecrate our Lord, especially, you know, the real presence of our Lord uh, in, in, in the sacrament. That's um, yeah, a shame. Yeah. Obvi- think about this. <clears throat> Obviously, whoever, uh, you know, finished off the crime, not only did they murder the Bishop in that bi- in, in his, in his residence, uh, but now they went back two weeks later, Paul, to steal the tabernacle. 
as if as if killing them wasn't sufficient, satisfactory enough for the, these evil perpetrators, whoever it was, if it was one person or a, or, or, or a series of people. Now they went back just to, uh, uh, as they say, you know, put, put the cherry on the cake just to, uh, you know, I, to me, it's, it's just a, a mockery. Not only do we yeah. kill them, now we're going to go back two weeks later and steal the tabernacle. Obviously, whoever stole the tabernacle, whoever it was or or a network of people, they know what Catholics believe is contained inside that tabernacle. That's why they did that. They didn't steal his. They didn't steal his boots. They didn't go steal his jacket. They didn't go steal his. Uh, you know, his album of pictures when he was in elementary school or something. They didn't go steal his. Uh, who knows? You know, his hockey stick. They went to go steal the tabernacle. And according to industry share station, everything else was left untouched. Yeah. Uh... Just uh, you before when you spoke on this, I know you were alluding to the Bohemian Grove and yep. and so forth and the and the free Masonic ties and so forth. You can only imagine that um, um, whoever went in there knew that tabernacle was in there, so it's probably the same people. And uh, again, uh, it just goes to show you the satanic roots behind all of this. That there may be something more than just some method uh, yeah that's that's my point yeah yeah i think i think it's i think it's beyond uh it's beyond this uh again the, the killer was a husband of the of the person who who was the <clears throat> um who was in charge of cleaning the house the housekeeper yeah the housekeeper mm-hmm. so again I, I i still god will god will uh vindicate us and and and, and we'll see that this guy, Carlos Medina, he's just another useful idiot. He's just, uh, again, powerful men use insignificant, useful idiots to kill other powerful men. And uh, people like, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald, Sirhan Sirhan, John Hinckley. And I believe that Carlos Medina is just another useful idiot. Uh, I suspect he killed Bishop O'Connell under the orders of powerful, wicked men that are untouchable to law enforcement, i.e. the Bohemian Grove. Yep. Hey, Paul, let's go. I want to talk about now AI, artificial intelligence, but I want to just give kind of an overview of how this has taken over the country by storm. So here's here's kind of a a 30,000 foot bird's eye view of how we got here. Okay, what we're seeing right now play out in the world is the new world, the new world order globalist. Uh, this is her plan for world domination. So just humor me and listen to what I'm going to say. I'm going to kind of paint a picture. So if an invading army attacks your country and takes over the town in which you live, what do you think they're going to try to seize control of? Well, they're going to want to seize control of political, uh, tax control, uh, newspapers, radio, television, phone companies because they got to control the means of communication the banks you know financial financial institutions because then there's monetary control they're going to also want to control major businesses including the power and water plants they're going to want to control the means of production they're going to seize control of the churches and schools so this means there's going to be spiritual and educational control as well so what i just described to you right now is psychological warfare, which is interwoven throughout all of this control. And these 
demonically oppressed souls are control freaks. The New World Order globalists are control freaks. If you want me to prove it to you, just look at how complicated the U.S. tax code, you know, just just take a look at it and you'll see what I mean about these control freaks. Uh, they, they like to complicate things. And also, through the control of the major institutions in your town, if an invading if an invading army came in, Chinese, Russian, and they take, you know, if, if this invading army takes general control over the entire population, they don't live in every single house, but they control the general population by controlling all of the major institutions in your town. This is what the globalists are doing, city by city, town by town. This is exactly what's happening in the USA and many other countries. You have very wicked, sinful people that are trying to take control of all the major institutions of our cities and towns, and they do not want to give up this control over our lives. And these people, these globalists, they will fight tooth and nail to keep this control because it greatly benefits them monetarily to maintain this control over us. This is where I believe, Paul, the world of artificial intelligence comes in. So, Jesse, so in your opinion, uh, this is, you know, so it's more about control than money or all of the above? Yeah, it's all of the above. It's control and money. You really really can't separate them. And, and, uh, you know, it was when I was young, I, I was entertained by, you know, going to watch certain movies. But it's funny, as I watch these movies, Paul, a lot of these movies, you know, 20, 30 years later, they're not, uh, they're not movies anymore. Things are starting to happen that are consistent with that movie. Uh, let me give you a couple of movies that, you know, I sat, I sat down the years ago, entertained, kind of laughed at. But all of these movies, they, 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 they're trying to build this dystopian society. That, that's the best way that I can, I can describe it. You know, movies like The Hunger Games, movies like The Purge, you know, there's mm-hmm. a futuristic America, you know, plagued by crime and the government sanctions a 12-hour period once a year in which all criminal activity is legal. You can kill people for you know, 12 hours a year. Then you have The Matrix, a computer hacker learns from mysterious rebels about the true nature of his reality and his role in the war against its controllers. Uh, you have, you know, uh, Soylent Green. That's, this is an old one back in 1966. It centers around the, the, the issue of overpopulation. So humans are made into food and they're eaten. And this is kept a secret. Then you have the Terminator series where, where a man gets sent back into time to, pre- to prevent the murder of the mother of the future resistance leader. And, uh, and now the world is at four with these half machines, half humans. Uh, you know, when you look at these movies, Paul, they promote a dystopian society. And uh, I'll, I'll define dystopian on the next segment that we'll get into artificial intelligence and, and show the way this plays right into the eschatological end time scenario. We'll be right back. Jesus 911. Now, back to Jesus 911. 
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, artificial intelligence. The rapid development of the so-called MBIC technologies, nanotechnology, biotechnology, information technology, and cognitive science are giving are giving rise to possibilities that have long been the domain of science fiction. Disease, aging, and even death are all human realities that these technologies seek to end. Close quote. Wow. Just that first sentence right there. You, you just see that man is trying to play God. That, that, that first, those first two sentences tell you what AI is all about. Man thinks he's Frank, Dr. Frankenstein, and they're going to build a bunch of Frankensteins. Again, that last sentence, uh, disease, aging, and even death are, human re- are all human realities that these technologies, that's AI, seek to end. This is impossible because the human body dies a natural death as a result of original sin. And, and what will replace us, according to these AI Frankenstein doctors, are robots with human skin, you know, Terminator lookalikes. They're not going to have a soul. And people, I don't care how good you are in science, science has no dominion over the soul. Science cannot create a soul. Paul? Yes, yes. Um, In reading this article, um, and it was, I guess, republished here in in Newsweek, right? Yeah. Uh, I can't help but see and, and it's quite obvious when you read it, the religious component to all of this. Absolutely. So it's not about technology. You know, it's not just about uh, technological advances. And uh, it's funny because, I, you know, when I think about myself, I'm still back in the pager days. <laughs> <You know? laughs> pager, so, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I remember the pages, it's, uh, pagers. So the thing is, is, um, you know, technology is moving so fast and information so fast, but it's, I, I, I can't help but, you know, see the, the religious component here. The fact that, uh, um, oh, well, well, a little bit later on in this, you know, there's a little uh, insert. And listen to this. Okay. If we want to live in paradise, we will have to engineer ourselves. If we want eternal life, wow. then we'll need to re- rewrite our bug-ridden genetic code and become godlike. Only high-tech solutions can ever eradicate suffering in the world. Compassion alone is not enough. Jess, do you hear this? Do you? I mean, this takes me. Number one, it takes me to the book of Genesis, yes. where the devil is, is is tempting man, and he's telling man that, oh no, God's trying. You know, you you know. You can be like him, and this is what God is trying to keep from us. And then, you know, this idea of, you know, first of all, our bug-ridden genetic code, Jess, is as a result of sin, okay? (laughs) Sin has caused the, uh, uh, all the, you know, the things that, the suffering, the sickness, all those things in the world that man, you know, hates, they're as a result of his sinful nature and Jesus Christ is the only one who is going to uh, 
end the suffering in this world. It's not going to be some AI solution. And this is exactly where man basically says, we don't need, see, they're looking for paradise, but not the paradise that we're looking for. You know, even the words, just paradise, uh, oh, eternal yeah, no, life. They, they use religious language. They use scriptural language. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah. It, it, you just read it. They want to eradicate suffering from the world. That's impossible. Eradicate suffering from the world. Suffering is the result of the fall. Suffering is the result of our own personal sin as well. The sin of Adam and Eve. Uh, And suffering is one of the ways that God uses to purify us and to make us holy. We call it redemptive suffering. Everything about this article, Paul, flies Mm -hmm. smack dab in the face of Roman Catholic Christianity, the revealed truth from heaven. Yes, yes. And, 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 and that's the only way you can really make sense of it. You know, there's, you know, it's that constant battle. It's, it's the, the, the line of the wicked versus the righteous, Jess. And this is just the latest version of satanically influenced man attempting to uh, divorce himself from any, uh, uh, you know, control of God. And he thinks that he can create his own destiny. And, you know, just they forget that, listen, outside of God, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, uh, you know, we don't believe that God created the world. And then he just went on a fishing trip somewhere and, you know, he's just letting everything happen automatically. God is involved in uh, everything that goes on in this world today. Sacred Scripture tells us in in Christ, we both move and breathe and have our being. God is the science doesn't work without God actively allowing it to work, willing it to work. The the, the laws of physics uh, don't exist without God, Jess. So for man to somehow, I mean, this is quite clear an atheistic approach. Yeah, it is an approach that says there is no God, and these things and these forces just exist. And since we're the, uh, you know, we're at the top of the food chain, mankind, it's up to us to harness all this, uh, 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 you know, uh, this uh, evolutionary development into, uh, you know, we can harness it and, 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 and achieve the goals that we want outside of God. Oh, this is Paul, just, uh, Paul I'll tell you what, this article points to me to some <clears throat> to some eschatological reality spoken of by Daniel the prophet, chapter 12, verse 4. He warned us that we, would, that we would reach a time like this. Here's what he says, watch. He says, quote, But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Some translations say, Many shall run to and fro upon the earth, and knowledge upon the earth shall increase. Close quote. So notice, this chapter here is a chapter about the end times. It's an eschatological chapter, because he tells us right towards the end that St. Michael the Archangel will come uh, at the second coming of Christ. This is, this is an eschatological chapter within Daniel. Daniel is stating that in the last days, that knowledge upon the earth shall increase. So let me parse that out. I don't know if you realize that in the last 150 years, knowledge through technology 
has exploded and we've mm-hmm. entered what they call the age of information. I think the latest figures that I read are that we're doubling the information we know on technology every six months. Every mm-hmm. six months. Like you said, when you and me were young, we'd walk around with pagers. Now we have a, fo- a phone that has a computer on it that can access any information, you know, 25, 30 years ago, our wives had to page us to, you know, leave us a message. So if you look at how fast, I don't know, you know, cassette tapes, they're gone. VCRs came, they're gone. Uh, DVDs came, they're pretty much gone. CDs came, they're pretty much gone. If you look at how fast computers and cell phones are being made better today, I mean, today your cell phone is on the cutting edge. A year from now, it's a paperweight. And so this is what Daniel warned us about. This is one of the things that will happen upon the earth. This incredible increase of knowledge. Also, another strong eschatological sign, St. Paul tells us, is that people will become lovers of money and they'll deny the power of religion. He says it in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 and following. He says this, but understand this, that in the last days, This is called the eschaton before the second coming of Christ. There will come times of stress for men will be lovers of self. Check that box off. Lovers of money. Check that box off. Proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents. Check that box off. Ungrateful, unholy, inhuman, implacable, slanders, profligates, fierce, Haters of good, check check that box off, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Here it is, holding the form of religion, but denying the power of it, close quote. Paul, we're seeing all of these things happening and and AI is just part of this. This, uh, it it just completely falls into the last days scenario. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, there's another uh, line in here that jumps out at me, Jess. It says, uh, we will need to relax our commitment to maximum protection of privacy. Mm. We're going to give up our rights. <laughs> We're going to let them spy on us. Yes. Why? We're seeing an increase in the surveillance of individuals and that will Necessary if we are to avert the threats that those with antisocial personality disorder, fanaticism, represent through their access to radically enhanced technology. So what they're saying in the article, Jess, is they want to limit these technological advances, and so they're going to have to spy on us to see if we're uh, worthy, if we're um, good citizens. If we, uh, you know, and and when they talk about fanaticism, they're talking about us. You know, we're religious fanatics, right? We don't believe uh, in taking uh, the jab and so forth, right? All of these things, uh, you know, you know, you know, it's, you yeah, know, right. so when they say things like fanaticism and social personality disorder, those mass Catholics, you know what I mean? They're, you know, they're... they're we got to watch them, right? Yeah, they're they're Anti-social. dangerous. Social, yeah, they're dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so again, uh, this is what they want to do, and so they want us to 
folks that don't worry about our cell phones, the fact that when you put them down, they're still recording everything and <laughs> everything about your life. So they already know who we are. They already have already categorized us. Um, this is this is serious stuff. I'm sure they got a big I'm sure they got a big file on me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Paula, look at you can hide nowhere, Jess. <laughs> 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 they probably got a satellite over my house right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm looking at a picture just to show you that this, this is, this is this, the religion of the Antichrist. All of this AI, it falls into the false religion of the Antichrist. I'm looking at a picture here. It's a mockery of God with his finger touching the first man, Adam. It's a beautiful painting. I think, I forgot, I think it was... Um, it was it was painted in the Middle Ages by one of the famous Italian Michael, painters. I think it was Michael, Michelangelo. By Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Uh -huh. They have the same picture here, but it's a man whose finger is moving towards a robotic hand. And I guess I guess this happened at the International Conference on Humanoid Robots in Madrid, Spain. A mockery, mm -hmm. a mockery yes. of Michelangelo's picture. Hey, Jesus nine one one, talking about all things Catholic. We're. Uh, Doing a deep dive on AI today. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. Uh, we've got an article here that talks about AI, and we're just kind of jumping around and looking at, uh, Paul, it's a religion. That's one of the things that I have to say. It's, 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 uh, AI is political, it's religious, and they also want to dehumanize us. It's, it's, to me, it's, uh, there's one picture that, <clears throat> that worries me because I know that men is always bent on war. Why? Well, because, again, you got... The industrial war machine, the industrial war powers, you know, Lockheed, Boeing, uh, you know, Raytheon, and uh, oh, uh, there's a third, there's a fourth one. These billionaires are always General pressing. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up right now. I, I know it's, there's four of them that are called the, the industrial war complex. But the point is, Paul, these four companies are always pushing whatever president's in office, Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter. War, war, war. It's big business. That's why. Yeah. It's big business. You know, when I was young, I used to think like, oh, our country, very noble wars. We're going out there. Let me tell you something. Very few wars that we fought in were just, when you look at the Catholic principles written by St. Augustine on the just war doctrine. Oh, yeah. Here's the industrial war complex. It's Lockheed, Boeing, Northrop, and Raytheon. These billionaires, CEOs, are constantly pressing both sides of the aisle. War, war, war. And I'm looking at this picture, Paul. I'm looking at this picture. And I, I have no doubt this is right around the corner. They're talking about building robot soldiers. Right now. Yeah. yeah. I, here's the, the article. It shows well, pictures. Yeah. Go ahead, Paul. There, there was a movie like that Jess where, I, where what happened is uh, the soldier died and they took his brain and they implanted it in a robot so he was uh, the human brain He, you know he, the person was still alive but he was in this robot so their imaginations are, are just uh, 
off the charts. <laughs> and and here's here's what yeah, here's what's interesting. Notice this, Paul, what you just said. Hollywood will make a movie and we'll sit and laugh and we're entertained by it. And about 30 years after they they're moving in that exact direction. And and, yeah. and then you say, didn't they make a movie about that like 30 years ago? This is exactly it's like they're 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 scattering the seeds out there and they're letting us know this is going to happen in your lifetime. They'll make a movie about it. And then all of a sudden uh, we see the technology is uh, is to the point where they're actually trying to make it happen now. For for example, like <clears throat> you. The the movie uh, Soylent Green, where people were they, they were eating uh, dead people. They were like like compost. I, I mean, I have to remember how that movie went. Uh, Soylent Green, you probably remember it. It was a movie back in 1966. The, the world is overpopulated. So dead humans, they, they're made into food in this, in this machine like compost. And it's kept a secret and people are eating it. Well, um, who, I'm, I'm still not convinced, Paul, that all these thousands and thousands of aborted babies every day that are taken in these big trucks and barrels and taken and burned somewhere... I'm not sure. I'm not com- uh, completely sure that they're not being used somewhere as food, like Soylent Green. Yeah. As crazy as that sounds, Jess. And yeah, no, people, you're, you're crazy, crazy, Jess. No, it's not crazy. Yeah. It's not yeah. crazy no more. Yeah, yeah, Jess. Check. I, that's what I'm saying. As crazy as that <laughs> sounds, uh, the reality of the situation is because we know that Satan, he he hates man, yeah. right? So, hates man he we've you know uh that's you know one of the uh one of the things because we bear the image of god so uh that would be like the ultimate mockery that you know that somehow in in the twisted mind of the demonic that he influences humans to somehow uh you know cause us to consume aborted babies you know because we as we we in the uh in the church you know, we consume the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. Yes. You know, in the whole in the Holy Eucharist. So, yeah, even though it sounds crazy, Jess, hey, uh, I'm not going to dismiss it as an impossibility because look at all the things that we thought were impossible could never happen, and they're happening. And and, and just to comment on on your issue about soldiers, and you know, Dwight David Eisenhower, he warned us about the military-industrial complex, and you know, we're just seeing this this whole thing. But again, war is is the is about the destruction of human beings. So this is just like playing right into the hands of Satan. Essentially, he's getting us to kill each other off. Uh, and, and 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 no matter how much how many technological advances we have in, in the theater of war, Jess, it doesn't change the heart of man. Uh, and you see that. War is something that has plagued humankind from the beginning to this day. All we are is we're getting better at doing it. That's that's right. <clears throat> and Paul, what we're building right now as a result of the woke left, as, as, as a result of our godless society, we've rejected God. We're building and we're seeing, Paul, we're building a dystopian society. A dystopian society it's it's a society in which people lead 
wretched lives. They dehumanize each other. There's fear that runs rampant. Uh, People are unhappy. People are afraid. People are not treated fairly. A dystopian society is characterized by human misery, filth, uh, oppression, disease, and overcrowding. Guess what, Paul? Welcome to America under Joe Biden. Uh, Well, listen, Jess, by design, okay? Don't think, sometimes, you know, we're tempted to think, oh, man, these Democrats, they don't know how to govern, work anything. Look at the dumb laws that they invoke, you know, and now the homeless people can just take a crap on the street and nothing can happen to them. (laughs) But listen, no, 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 really, but but Jess, the, the real people behind these things is they want to tear everything down. They want humankind, uh, uh, they want our misery to get so bad that we're willing to do anything to get out of it. And so that anything would be to give up our rights to allow these people to take full control of our lives and actually push us into some type of slavery, some type of... Um, uh, you know, communist uh, type environment where we essentially have no rights. It's like, just like uh, Klaus Schwab said, he, what did he say? He says, you will own nothing and you will be happy. See, they have this idea of what they want society to be. And under the current way, the, which was shaped by the Catholic Church throughout history, throughout the, the, you know, the world was shaped by the church. They want to build back better but they have to first totally eradicate. And the way they're doing that, they're creating all of these false emergencies and food shortages and supply chain shortages. And, and uh, I would even venture to say, you know, all, you know, these climate change things, some of them may even be man-made, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just to allow people to be so miserable that they're willing to do anything, including give up their rights. Paul, but you know, the only way they were able to do this, and, and this is, and this is pains me to say this, the, they were able to, to bring this dystopian society and, and normalize it, uh, because the devil has rendered most of our church powerless. Most of our church leaders right now yes. are just, uh, are, are just hirelings, Paul. They're, yes, yes. they're, they're, they're corporate CEOs. Um, yeah. I'm not going to mention his name, but this weekend I was talking to, to one of the great bishops of the Catholic Church, and we were having a long conversation about this, and he was saying most bishops see themselves as just corporate CEOs, and uh, all they try to do is, uh, uh, you know, uh, have these large PR for- firms that just, uh, you know, keep on kicking the can down the road. Uh, they're not trying to. They're not trying to change culture, evangelize. They're not trying to, you know, bring the social kingship of Christ upon people. All they are is CE, corporate CEOs, and as the Scripture calls them, hirelings. Oh <clears throat> yeah. Here, here's also a problem with the with the with the left, and it's the Catholic left and the and the political left, is that both of them believe that with their social justice warrior programs, like AI being one of them that they're going to create a utopia. Now, the definition of a utopia is a perfect place, you know, a social, political, morally perfect place. Guess what? That doesn't exist on planet Earth. That's going to exist completely in heaven, a utopia. Right now, we should obviously work uh, to, to, 
to to bring the gospel so that it can it can have an influence on society and they can bear its weight its gravitas upon this culture of death but you're not going to build a total utopia here on planet earth that's that's protestantism uh the heresy of millenarianism where they're saying jesus is going to come back and set up a one world government for a thousand years in jerusalem um that's called the heresy of millenarianism Christ is king of the universe. He's not going to come and isolate himself in Jerusalem and govern planet Earth for a thousand years right here. That's a misreading of Scripture. Paul? Yeah, and they have all these. And let's not forget just the, uh, you know, they, they take these issues like uh, immigration and they flood uh, our country with, let's say it, illegal immigrants right and and but but yet somehow if you voice any opposition to it you're you're somehow part of the problem you're you're mean you're being you know uh inhumane against them uh versus um uh, uh you know just we're acknowledging the fact that no uh according to sacred scripture, we're to obey every human institution. So they're using these false virtues just to, you know, like, oh, you know, uh, we, we really care. Like the same thing with the homeless. We really care about the homeless. As a matter of fact, now they can just, um, it's, you know, the police can't even tell them to move from one place to another. If they want to pitch a tent right in front of your house, uh, so be it. Because, you know, <laughs> we, we really care about them. That's right. Hey, two-man car, Jess Romero, Paul Clay. Hope you had a great time at the Spiritual Warfare Conference. For those of you that were there, for those of you that watched it, uh, you can still order the conference online. Go to vmpr.org. We'll be right back. We'll wrap it up on uh, AI and uh, the Catholic faith. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Slow Patrol, Jesus 911, we're talking about artificial intelligence. And here's an interesting comment from my engineer. Uh, One of the main ways they got bodies for Soylent Green, that 1966 movie, one of the main ways they got bodies for Soylent Green was old people going to euthanization facilities. Hmm. Interesting. The more things change, the more things remain the same. Paul, are you there? Yes. Paul, yes. Okay. I just want to mention that uh, uh, I think that the real reason why globalists are so obsessed with artificial intelligence, first of all, Catholics, listen up here. Artificial intelligence has no rational intelligence. It has no sentience that's no feelings or emotions it has no uh so when you hear the global say that these ai machines they have they're sentient this is a lie ai is an algorithm it doesn't have reason it doesn't have emotion it doesn't have feeling it doesn't have a soul there's no so the there's no such thing properly speaking as artificial intelligence AI is an artificial imitation, imitation of some appearances of intelligence. It's run on a computer which receives all its information from the central processing unit 
which is its electronic circuitry, and it executes its instructions. Now, that's not to say that AI is not extremely powerful or even dangerous. Let me talk about a deeper deception here that nobody wants to talk about. Hollywood has been lying to us for years that these robots have sentient, have reason and intelligence. Hollywood is promoting mass psychosis, and a lot of young people have bought this hook, line, and sinker. Uh, Hollywood has, has promoted, you know, this mass psychosis that these robots have intelligence through their Luciferian movies. But this is the method of seduction. They're, they're trying to groom us. And the globalist elites that control Hollywood, who take orders from Satan, they need to convince the masses that, that, that they, the elites, have access to this pseudo-divine authority. They need to have access to a, a, a technological oracle like the Greeks. But this is all psyops. This is all smoke and mirrors. These elites are hyping up AI so much so that we will fall down and worship it. So Catholics... Do not dialogue with AI, okay? Don't be like Eve who talked to the serpent, okay? Its programmer is is simply going to flip a switch and then put out these diabolical orders through AI. And this is going to be the great deception. The first deceivers will be the human programmers. The second deceivers will be the demons influencing these humans because demons can use technology. And again, these myths uh, about that AI is sentient, that they have feelings, they have rational thought. This is, this is absurd. They're preparing us for the coming of the Antichrist. Reject Catholics, reject anything that goes against faith and reason, that goes against the word of God and sacred tradition. Stick with the promises of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is exactly just why they want so much control. They want to control our finances. They want to get rid of the cash and go to a a digital currency. All of these things, because uh, when we don't comply with the system, we can be um, uh, relegated to these FEMA camps uh, (laughs) that they've they've built. You know what I mean? And, and, And so we laugh about it, you know, maybe one day we're going to be sharing a cell, but the reality of the situation is, is um, uh, trust me on this one. Nothing has changed with the heart of man. Sacred scripture tells us that the heart of man is desperately sick, mm. exceedingly wicked above all things. And God knows this. And so when you give man this incredible ability Don't forget, Satan is the God, little G, of this world. uh, These people, by virtue of the fact that they have chosen essentially to reject God, they are open to all of these demonic influences, and they will harness all this technology and use it against God's elect. Because it happened before, and like uh, uh, the great Dr. Scott Hahn says, you know, history does not repeat itself, but it does rhyme. Okay. And so if we if if, if we're somehow gonna imagine that we're gonna escape this persecution in the end, no, uh uh sorry to disappoint you. Uh, uh, these things will happen, but God's grace will be sufficient. Go ahead, right. Jess. 
There's a section here in the article on AI that we have. It talks about new a new politics. It says, some transhumanists are beginning to understand that the most serious limitations of what humans can achieve are social and cultural, not technical. However, all too often, their reframing of politics falls into the same trap as their techno-centric worldview. They commonly argue the new political polls are not left-right, but techno-conservative or techno-progressive. Meanwhile, <clears throat> Fuller and Lipinska argue that the new political polls will be up and down instead of left and right. Those who want to dominate the skies and become all-powerful and those who want to preserve the earth and its species-rich diversity. It's a false dichotomy. Preservation of the latter is likely to be necessary for any hope of achieving the former. Transhumanism and advanced capitalism, there you go, I knew money was involved, are two processes which value progress and efficiency above everything else. The former as a means to power and the latter as a means to profit. Humans become vessels to serve these values. Transhuman possibilities urgently call for a politics with more clearly delineated and explicit humane values to provide a safer environment in which to foster these profound changes. Where we stand on the questions of social justice and environmental sustainability has never been more important. Technology doesn't allow us to escape these questions. It doesn't permit political neutrality. The contrary is true. It determines that our politics have never been, import, have never been important. Uh, Savulescu is right. When he says radical technologies are coming, he is wrong in thinking they will fix our, mora- our morality. They will reflect it. <laughs> Amen. So <laughs> They will talk, reflect it. They will reflect it. Two things that jump out at me. Well, one of the things is, uh, again, once the love of money is the root of all evil. A lot of this, Paul, is fueled by, by love of the almighty dollar. And the second thing that that short little paragraph said, what, what also fuels this, is um, is is power. People want power. The two things yeah. that Satan does to entice people into a life of darkness, debauchery, and mortal sin, he promises you power. He promises you money. Power yeah, and like, money. Like when my dad uh, used to get those mouse traps ready, he'd put that cheese in there, or he'd take a piece of bacon, and you know what I mean. <laughs> Lo and behold, some poor mouse would come in and. Whap. Well, the cheese here is the money, right? That's that's the temptation, money, power. And so, man, he just sees these things and he's like, yes. And, and the promise of all of these things, and he doesn't realize it. He is playing right into the hands of Satan. And it is nothing but a huge rat trap, Jess, that will just literally uh, uh, at the right moment, uh, you know, slam down and... Uh, enslave humankind that's right we got a few about two more minutes left i just want to make some parting some uh, parting comments to my catholic family out there number one let's stop offending god let's not be part of the problem let's be part of the solution let's stop offending god because wars and chastisements are a result of mortal sin number two let's stop promoting wars number three okay Know this, that the good will be martyred and even good people will be persecuted. So pick up your cross, keep your eyes locked on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and know that nobody gets out of here without suffering. Something else that will happen, okay? We need national conversion. 
because nations are annihilated by God. How do nations cease to be annihilated? National conversion, 2 Chronicles 7, 14. And finally, remember, uh, make sure that your house is a domestic church. Love your spouse, love your children, pray for your Amen. kids. I don't care if they don't live live with you. Pray for your kids every single day. Pray God's blessing and protection over them, their spouses, your grandkids. As Catholics, remember the, 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 the prayer of the patriarch is powerful in the Old and New Testament. Catholic men, Amen. we got to stand up and we got to start becoming prayer warriors because it's our prayers that are going to make the difference all the way down our family tree. Paul? Yeah, Jess, um, what you said about uh, war and don't promote wars is I, I just want to uh, just piggyback off of that and say, yeah, uh, think about it. You know, this whole thing with Russia and the Ukraine uh, and they're, you know, the military industrial complex is pouring in billions of dollars of war uh, instruments in order to uh, where we're, we're literally tens of thousands of, of people are suffering because of it. And, and then they, because they manipulate the news media and everything, you know, you got a bunch of people who are, you know, well-meaning that are sitting there saying, yeah, we need to get Russia. We need to do this against Russia. They don't understand that Russia has the, the largest nuclear arsenal on the planet. Yes. You know, and China then has the largest army uh, and now they're allies. You know, this is, you know, they don't see the obvious that what they're really calling for is really Armageddon. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're, they're calling for the, the, uh, the end of the world. And so uh, just, you know, be advised, you know, when we look at these things, we need to put on our spiritual lenses. And, and like you said, Jess, we need to, uh, we need to just grab hold of, uh, uh, of the word of God. We need to, uh, you know, we need to go to church. We need to receive our Lord in the, in the blessed sacrament. We need to um, love our children and uh, be the salt of the earth that God called us to be. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. We need to understand the world's heading one way and we're heading another way. That's right. Place your trust in Jesus. He's our savior. He's our only savior. Everything else is small potatoes. Okay? Yep. Uh, we have no lasting city here. We seek the one with is to come. Remember, things will change in the twinkling of an eye. Uh, soon it will all be over and we'll be standing before the Lord Jesus Christ who will wipe away every tear. There will Amen. be no more pain or suffering. And hopefully we hear the words, well done my good and faithful servant. Now enter into the joy of your master's house. We'll see you next time. Jesus 911, same Christ time, same Christ channel. God bless you. Keep the faith.